Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. And I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! All right, this is like take four, because I keep starting to talk and then forgetting what I'm talking about. So it is, first of all, 11.52 on December 23rd, 2021. A gorgeous and beautiful sunny day here in Central Florida. And uh, I believe it's probably cool outside, but it looks sunny from inside my studio. Anyhow, so first I'm going to give you an update on Restless Legs because it seems to be sort of the thing that I do. And um, so last night I was, of course, prepared for Restless Legs to happen. It was t- uh, Last night was a completely typical... You are listening Fremlin show. Wanted to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time. Yeah. To boot it up. Um, and so I. Anyways, and now tonight I'm gonna not give you some information. Yeah. A doctor. Um, which I forgot what it is. Right. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin show. Yeah. I guess we'll see what happens, right? Um. Restless legs night. It wasn't horrible. I remember that I had it. I remember it was like around two thirty, quarter to three, somewhere in there. I wasn't upset about it because any time up until four a.m., I really don't. I can't really get upset. And it was uncomfortable, but I don't remember the discomfort, which is part of my plan. So last night, I would have to say, on a scale of one to ten, ten being like a perfect night. One being like a horror night and five being like just average everyday night, like a night that I could improve from but could be worse. I'll give it about, I'm going to give it about a six or even a seven just because I don't have memory of the, of the unpleasantness. So um, that's going to count as good. I did have food that had sugar in it. Last night I baked a loaf of bread. The bread had sugar to make the yeast rise. And it might have contributed to the problem. But I, at this point, I don't really think that I, I, I'm, I'm, I've, I've cut out sugar. I've tried not cutting out sugar. I've tried artificial. I don't think it makes a heck of a hell of a lot of difference, really. More sugar, more artificial sweeteners, definitely not good. But making less than what I'm already at, like being like a total stickler, I, I don't think it's good mentally, you know, to try. I don't think it's just, I think it's just, okay, there's going to be better nights and worse nights, but I can't, like, it's impossible to give up 100% of everything, you know what I mean? And and sugar is one of those things that's in almost every food. And, you know, late at night, Walking around, it's three in the morning. I don't know if I want to, you know, see a piece of bread sitting there. It's gonna be very hard to resist. And even though I know it makes it worse, it's not a cookie, you know. So anyway, that's how it went. Um, and I, I gotta talk about this topic that I came across the other day because it never really. I mean, it maybe occurred to me a long time ago, but it has not occurred to me in a very long time how having the restless leg syndrome okay i already know that it limits my life and my lifestyle based on what i can eat where i can go when i mean it consumes me let's face it 
let's face it, what do I talk about every darn day? You know? So um, it consumes me and it affects my mental health, my physical health, my, 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 my recovery from my drug problems, everything. My relationships, everything is affected by restless legs. There is no question about it. And I never really thought that I'd be in the position where somebody wanted to have a date with me or possibly have a physical encounter with me or like a sleepover type thing. I never, it never, it did not occur to me. <laughs> and it did not occur to me that I would have to figure out a way to navigate because, uh, first of all, the mere thought of it got me so stressed out that the stress alone made the problem worse because we already know that anxiety and stress make the restless legs worse and worse restless legs makes more anxiety and stress. So we don't want to go in that direction whatsoever. And so that started to occur and I had to make some big boy decisions because I kind of backed myself into a corner. You know, there was some harmless flirting and then it got kind of hot. And then it was kind of like, you know, are we going to get together? And I was like, I can't, I can't. How can I? How can I get together with somebody even for like a, even for like a, a physical encounter? Because the only thing that I can do that I am comfortable is walk around. Really, let's think about it. So any activity that we did would have to be standing up and walking around unless it's at like noon to three in the afternoon. And uh, we, you know, what are you going to do then? So I, ah, and this person is so much younger than me. So I thought, well, I'm going to have to figure out a way to navigate this because it, this is just impossible. And if it doesn't, if it turns into something terrible, then I, I'm in the disadvantaged position because I'm the person who's new in town, who doesn't have any friends, who, you know, the thing that I'm doing to make new friends, which is volunteering at this place, that would be over and I would have to figure out a whole new thing. And so, um, you know, that would just not work out for me. And so I figured that it, the best thing to do would be to figure it out right away rather than let it kind of prolong. And I went a whole day you know, without answering the phone. I couldn't figure it out. The stress was killing me. And, you know, this was also a time right after my father died. And so I I had to think about it. And the thought that I came up with is the truth is that my restless leg syndrome, it consumes me. And to bring another person in on that without first giving them informed consent, it's almost like... The Dave Fremlin Show is now available on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. If you like listening to The Dave Fremlin Show, don't forget to follow me and subscribe to my podcast and share me with a friend. Thank you and have a nice day. It's almost like blackmail. And I've had it done to me before where I entered into a relationship with somebody and it turned out they were kind of sickly and they had a lot of problems and they turned out to like hook me. And every time I tried to leave the relationship, they got sicker. And um, I just, I don't want to be, I don't want to blackmail someone into any kind of a friendship with me. And so I decided I'll give this person the option of whether or not they want to pursue anything 
from this point on physical friendship whatever you want i'm putting it on the table that the thing that i deal with i didn't call it restless legs because that just sounds so stupid so i said i deal with a nerve condition it's very consuming because the only way i can i can't take medicine for it medicine made it worse i said the only way i can deal with it is by working around it and so it is the consuming factor in my life and anything else comes around it and you know it makes it difficult to sit down it makes me uncomfortable irritable cranky and you know if you want to pursue a thing with me you're gonna have to like really understand that i'm gonna make you feel like i'm blowing you off i'm gonna make you i'm not gonna want to be touched i'm not gonna want to be in any of these things that you probably want to do and we went we we've i kept getting text messages and i was like do you not understand english and finally there was a i'm getting off work at nine and i'm in your neighborhood do you want any company and i thought well nine o'clock in my neighborhood is within the boundary limits that i'm setting i could go for a walk at 9 p.m what i would like in fact at 9 p.m is a walk around the lake so i said if you want to go for a walk around the lake then i will go for a walk around the lake with you and we can talk so we met at the big christmas tree we went for a walk around the lake and i explained without um going into horrendous you know full-on detail about every last part of my medical history i explained you know basically what i talk about on my podcast every morning you know that i have to go to bed at 3 30 in the morning and that i'm ending up walking around at night i'm very uncomfortable i have to take a lot of magnesium it causes me stomach you know cramps or whatever and that i'm a very uncomfortable person and then an, an interesting thing happened which was oh by the way i don't want to put this by the way i should have mentioned this first overnight the night before i prayed to god twice i prayed right before i went to sleep i asked god please handle this situation for me and then i woke up about an hour later and i said dear god can you just like just give me the strength to deal with it and point me into what i need to do and it turned out that god handled it and i had to do some i had to do some things and god did some things and so it worked out in my favor so what god did was god okay what god gave me the strength to do was what i just told you and then what god did was what was what came next was we were walking around and then what came up was how old am i and when i mentioned my real age there was a, a sound <laughs> sort of like a balloon deflating and uh the next words were you mean i'm here with a senior citizen and i said yeah i identify as a c i take advantage of the senior discount and the look on this person's face was like a candle that had too high of a flame and the drips were just like melting the candle way too fast and then the next question was have you been vaccinated and of course my answer to that is no and then there was like no kiss goodnight there was just oh well, you can walk me to my car and i said well i wanted to be honest up front so you could have full disclosure because now if you don't want to call me you'd rather have my feelings hurt a little bit than a lot bit you know what i mean i'd rather tell you this is how i am 
And if you want to deal with me, then this is how I am. Because if I try to pretend, here's the bottom line. I can't pretend. I cannot pretend. I cannot pretend that I can be comfortable sitting down. I cannot pretend that I can go to a movie and pay attention to the movie. I cannot pretend that I can, you know, be in a, you know, in a single night encounter sleeping over. I can't do it. I can't pretend it because it's obvious. And so even if I didn't say something up front, it would come out and it would come out in a much more awkward and much more embarrassing, possibly humiliating and a way that would make me have to leave my, this thing that I'm doing that I'm enjoying, I would probably have to quit. And so I just felt like, you know, if you're going to reject me, reject me, you know, honestly. And so I put it out there, not, you know, I didn't like lay out my whole history. I gave them information that was pertinent to what was needed to be known. And so, um, and so that's what happened. And so then it turned out that the whole thing was going to be moot because of the vaccine. And so now, um, I gave that person the option if you wanted to call me again, fine. I don't think there will be a call. I, yesterday, I felt a little bit of a, I mean, it was kind of deflating a little bit. On the other hand, I think I did the right thing. I think I did the big boy thing. And I think I did the appropriate thing because that whole, the whole idea would have been a disaster. And I'm not, I'm not relationship material on any level other than like acquaintance friendship. You know, a walk around the park, great. You know, sitting down for an ice cream cone, might be even that might even be a bit much. So um, I, I feel a little deflated. I feel like there's a thing in front of me that I never thought of, which is that restless legs, I knew that it interfered with my sleep. I knew that it interfered with some of my recreation. I knew it interfered with my daily schedule, driving, things like that. But it never occurred to me that it would be a hindrance to relationships or to that. It didn't occur to me. I mean, I guess it, I guess it might have occurred to me like in a very subliminal way, but it did not occur to me in such a blatant way. And now I have a whole new sort of a thing that I need to kind of think about because, um, you know, that's another sort of a thing to fold in. I'm going to wait until it really is necessary to deal with it. But, I mean, it's got to be, it's something that's on the horizon now that I never saw before. And I guess it's good because I guess it's good to kind of see what's on the horizon. And maybe that means that someday if I have awareness of this, maybe someday I can, you know, have some sort of, a relationship with somebody but anyways restless legs is uh now i have recognized another whole layer of how restless legs is you know an interference and um you know it was yesterday was a you know disappointing day i have a lot of emotions i'm not you know i have i used a lot of medications that interfere with dopamine and so things that involve dopamine are very very hard for me and when the dopamine gets depleted and not repleted enough, it's there's a noticeable <clears throat> a noticeable dip in my ability to stay on kind of a level mood track. And you know, it 
some of it is something that might get better over time. Some of it might not. I don't know. But you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. What I do know is that yesterday was a little bit of a disappointing day. I had a therapy session. It was really good for the most part. At the end, my person said inadvertently said something that kind of I took the wrong way. I'm trying not to. And um, anyways, it's so tough. You know, once the once the thing that makes the dopamine and once the thing that uptakes the dopamine so it can be utilized in the brain, once that's damaged, it is a very um it's a very long process to kind of correct it. And if you're trying to correct it medically, you're probably not really correcting it adequately. And uh, in my opinion, I just, I have made up my mind that I'm just willing to be uncomfortable until I'm not. But sometimes the discomfort is really, uh, I mean, it's physical, it's mental, it's emotional, it's agitation. And it just manifests in like an overall malaise, agitated malaise. So like I'm feeling lack of happiness and at the same time a really uncomfortable feeling within myself that I just need to move around and try to take a walk, enjoy people's front yards, their beautiful homes and gardens, but even that doesn't really tickle me. So... Today, you know, my father died a week ago and Christmas Eve day and all that. And so what I have determined is that I will go to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, because here I am in Central Florida. And one of the great things is I never have explored Florida. I never really gave Florida much thought. (coughs) And uh, as a result, you know, there's a lot here. And I'm in Central Florida, and so everything is close. Everything is within a few hours' drive. And I can be in Fort Lauderdale in four hours. And um, I got myself a hotel room overnight. I got it for two nights. I'll probably stay one night and one day and leave in the late at night because that's what I did last time from Miami. It worked out really well because it's hard for me to check out by 11 o'clock. Anyways, um, so that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to drive down the coast of the east coast of Florida on the Highway 1, and I'm going to stay overnight in Fort Lauderdale, maybe take a tour. I'm bringing my bicycle and my scooter, and um, you know, hopefully a change of, hopefully a change of, uh, of scenery and you know, a change of pace, getting away. Well, um, you know, hopefully that will give me an, a sort of a slightly different outlook. And even if it doesn't, you know, there's so much going on in my head and in my world that I'm dealing with. There's so much trauma. You know what I mean? It's just, it just counts as trauma. You know, moving away from your family, the whole COVID-19 year of dismay, uh, you know, the, the whole vaccine mandate thing and leaving my family behind and my father dying and then dealing with my mental health, you know, issues on whatever levels that I'm dealing 
and just a whole change of life, moving across the country, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is called trauma. It's really, you know, it might have good, it might be like ultimately good decisions, adult decisions, but it's trauma. It's trauma. It's upheaval and trauma. And, you know, it's already in, I've been in a state of trauma. I'm going to tell you the truth. I've been in a state of trauma since the end of 2016. So that is a full on five years going on six years now. So, um, you know, that's a lot for anybody. And I will admit that I'm a particularly resilient person. Um, but I, I put out these podcasts because I really, I feel like if I have to go through this, then maybe, because here's the thing about me, and I don't, it's going to sound braggy, and I'm not bragging. It's almost a curse. But, for example, this person that I went on this walk around the park with, they thought I was 17 years younger than I really am. They thought I was much younger. So, I, I am blessed with good looks and youthful appearance and youthful sort of spryness about me. And unfortunately, I'm a person who people notice. And whether it's for the good or for the bad, I have always thought it's for the bad. And I've never been able to really harness, you know, if I could harness what it is about me that people sort of, uh, that sort of, makes people like notice me if i could harness it figure it out and like put it out there as a package i could make a a fortune but i've never been able to figure it out what is the thing that makes people notice me and sometimes it's for the good most of the time it's for the good and i don't know it and sometimes it's for the bad and i don't know that either but i know for sure that wherever I go, whatever I do, I'm noticed. In any room I'm in, I'm noticed. I'm noticed greatly. I stand out in some way. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether I, how I dress, my hair. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's been happening to me since I was a little kid. When I was a little kid, it brought me great trauma and dismay. As an adult, I've tried to harness it and try to use it. Because I kind of like performing, but I'm not so great at performing. I kind of like, you know, I like when I can be in front of people in a controlled way that I'm in in charge and I'm not so people don't notice me so much then but when I'm not trying to do anything then people notice everything I do you know I'm in the grocery store every clerk in the store comes up to me hi how you doing how are you I'm in the aisle I go on stage and people like go up cough and go to the bathroom you know what I mean so there's something I don't know how to harness it but I'm digressing. The reason I put out the podcast is because I feel like whatever the reason is that people are noticing stuff about me, the thing that people usually point out is that something I did inspired them in some way. When I lost weight, for example, I had hundreds of people come up to me. I didn't even know. People that lived in my neighborhood that just knew me from I didn't even know them. I just sometimes see them at the gym or at the grocery store, you know, like, or in the parking lot putting stuff, like not even notice. And then they're like, I see you around. You've lost a lot of weight. You know, like it's been like that. And so, you know, it's usually when I have, usually when somebody has been inspired in some way by me that they have come up to me and told me. And so my thought process is on this is with the restless leg syndrome and with the medication uh, issue, 
okay, the mental health issue related to medications. I believe that there are people out there. I learned from people that were putting out blogs. And I don't like to put out blogs. I like to talk about it. And I believe that there are people out there that are going to hear something I say in my podcast and they're going to go, oh my God, that's the solution I needed. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to find it. I'm not trying to find the thing that you need in my podcast. I'm not. I'm not sitting here at night going, I wonder what people are listening to. No, I'm not. I don't do that. I wake up and I go, what is going on with me that seems important in my life that I'm working through? And then I talk about it and I think, do I think somebody can gain something from that or not? And then I erase the podcast or I put it up. And so if I listen to it and I think, wow, that was kind of something I could get something from, then I think somebody else can too. And um, I had a good experience of that the other day because I was in a 12-step meeting. I was very distraught. I didn't know what to do about this situation that when I was being persisted for dating, it was causing me stress. I don't like to share at meetings. I don't like to talk about my thing. I like to talk on a podcast where I can edit what I'm saying. And I, I talked in the meeting and I was, I don't even know what all I said. I let it fly. And I had people reaching out to me, 10, 15 people out of like a 25 person meeting, like reaching out to me. Oh my God, you said something that you, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Oh my God, you are so, you like, I've never seen anyone try like you and I don't know, all kinds of things. And so in, in my opinion, you know, if something is go, somebody out there and I know because people keep listening to my podcast. You know, if nobody was listening, I'd be like, okay, I guess, well, I'm talking to myself. But, okay, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> I'm going to get ready to go to Fort Lauderdale. I'm going to do a podcast from Fort Lauderdale. How do you like that? Okay, I will talk to you later. Have a good day. Bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by... Dave Fremland and is a Dave Fremland production. Thank you for listening.